What's up, ladies? Welcome to the Urban Christian Woman Podcast, where we seek to restore women with God's truth for their everyday lives. I'm Tashika Oliver. And I'm Leah Ross, and we're your hosts. This is season four. This season, we've got some exciting things in store. So join us as we study God's word, celebrate women living faithfully on mission, and dive into cultural issues through a biblical lens. You ready, Tashiva? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's, let's go. go. series of Sheroes of the Faith, Faith, and we are um, discussing in this series, Carved in Ebony, written by our sweet sister in the Lord, Miss Jasmine Holmes. And today we are talking about the bronze muse, Miss Frances E.W. Harper. Mm-hmm. Buckle up your seatbelts. It's going to be a good and rich conversation. So Leah, I'm going to let you take the mic because this is your favorite person. I'm not going to be greedy. Yeah. I'll share. Thank you. (laughs) Carry on. Thank you for sharing. Oh my goodness. Jasmine, thank you for joining us again. Um, We're just so grateful for the work that you're doing. We are. Um, And and this writing has been a blessing to us. Yes. We're going to jump right in. Jump right in. Um, Jasmine, first of all, tell us about Frances. How did you first learn about her Tell us a little bit about who she is, how she ended up in the book, mm-hmm. what we know about her. So I have a, um, a couple of anthologies that I was kind of using to try to find the names of Black women who I hadn't heard about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of this fine line to walk between, you know, I haven't really heard about her, but there's still a lot of information about her that is just waiting to be found. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you haven't heard about people because there's just not... Mm-hmm. A lot. Information, and, yeah. Yeah, and even, mm-hmm. you know, even your researching brain has to just mm-hmm. be like, oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't have access to it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Francis was one of those people that, like, the fact that I did not know about her was... One of my, so one of my major things is mm-hmm. uh, shame, right? Like, I talk about history and I talk about shame. Mm-hmm. I do not, you know try not to shame people for their ignorance um, because being ignorant is not shameful. Like, we all Mm -hmm. have things to learn. We all have things that we need to... The only time that ignorance is quote-unquote shameful is when we're pretending to have more knowledge than we actually Mm -hmm. have. That's when it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, That being said, it is shameful that I did not know who Frances Ellen Watkins Harper was. that aside. (laughs) That aside, okay? Like, all of the emotional intelligence that I just talked about... Come on. (laughs) Throw it out because... Mm -hmm. It's it's ridiculous. Like we have speeches and letters and poetry and poetry, a a whole novel, a novel. And how did you find? How did you find her? Like she was in the book. She was in the anthology, and I read a speech from her. And um, basically, what she was saying in the speech was like, so basically, you disenfranchise black people, and then you talk about them for the results of being disenfranchised. Like, what's the yes. way to do that? Yes. And I was like, mm-hmm. hi, hi. Mm-hmm. my name is Jasmine, and mm. I. Whenever I meet black women, um, <laughs> I so I'm one of those creepy. But I don't make friends easily. I'm not. Okay. I'm, not a, I'm not. You know, I'm friendly in the way that like I'm a pastor's kid, and so I'm I'm friendly because um, we have you cordial. You learn how to. Yeah. Um, but there are certain people, every relationship, every deep relationship that I have in my life started the same way. Um, and it was me being like, hi, 
I like you. Um, <laughs> I would like to befriend you. And I would like to text you uh, intermittently and see each other. <laughs> what, yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> is the no. So, like, just, like, however you feel. And I, and I definitely felt that way with Francis. It was, like, hi. Hi. Same. Yeah. Can we be friends I, like yes. forever though? Forever. <laughs> like I'm so please forgive me mm-hmm. for my ignorance. Yes. Um, but yes. now that you're here, can we make this happen? Is we'll how make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Francis was <sighs> um I mean, yeah, tell She's us a little so bit dumb. about her upbringing, right? Because yeah. I, I think what stuck out to me mm. a lot is how she yes. was shaped through suffering, like, yes. and, and, um, and yet some of the pathways of suffering led to her being equipped for her future work, which just is a whole entire theological word, yep. but that moved me. So tell, um, <sighs> I'm going to stop talking. It's like the overarching theme in it all is. three interviews. Yeah. We've yeah. said this like three, we're going yeah. on round three on this, yeah. but carry on, go ahead. Um, Frances was born in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, born into freedom. Her parents died when she was young and mm-hmm. she ended up going to live with her uncle, William Watkins, right. who... Mm-hmm. What? This book is about women, okay? So, like, I got really into the women. You're like, but let's put a pin in. So. Let's put a pin in William. You said put a pin in William? Sit, please. Like, William, okay, and he's one of those people, like, there's no pictures of him, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, and the way that I read his stuff was through the abolitionist, the black abolitionist papers, which are, like, mm. a bajillion dollars, but somebody mm. had ruined the cover of one of theirs, so I got it for, like, $40. And I was like, yes. Mm. And so William is, like, all through, he wrote for so many abolitionist magazines, he started as a school for black children, and um, mm-hmm. it was less than 50 cents a semester for them to go to the school and learn that Francis's education was extremely rigorous because William mm-hmm. Watkins did not play. You know, and mm-hmm. he was he was just, I mean, it's all about the ladies, right? <laughs> but he was a huge reason why Francis became mm-hmm. Francis. I mean, mm-hmm. her education was thorough. Mm. Um, and so she gets a thorough education from him. She goes and teaches at Wilberforce uh, Seminary in Ohio. Wilberforce. We're here. We're here. It's Ohio. Yeah. It's Ohio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she teaches She teaches there for a while. And the thing of it is that in Francis's time, and, and I feel like kind of in our time, um, being a teacher is a, the f- most, it's the feminine job, right? right. If you want to mm-hmm. provide for yourself, if you want to like, I remember when I was a teacher and even my friends were like, oh, you work outside the home? Like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a teacher. It's like, oh, well, that's for kids. Oh, and, yeah, that's for kids. Like, <laughs> okay. I've got, we, we all have gotten it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she was destined to be an educator because that's mm-hmm. what black women do when it's time, when it's time to make a difference. And mm-hmm. she kind of came to a crossroads in her life where she was like, I like being a teacher but I don't think this is what I want to do with the rest yeah. of my life I want to write and I want to speak and mm-hmm. I want to teach but I want to teach like crowds of men and women who are listening mm-hmm. to me speak and yeah. so she comes um, she tr- wants to come back home to Baltimore and she can't because Baltimore has this new law in place that says that if you are a black free person and you are out of the state when the law is passed you mm-hmm. cannot come back mm-hmm. um, because Baltimore is too close to the Mason-Dixon line and they are sick and tired of being sick and tired of mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. enslaved folks 
running away. And so mm-hmm. they're, and they're like, you know, and every time um, any kind of like slave insurrection or um, enslaved people running away, or it, it was always blamed on whatever free black population was nearby for giving mm-hmm. them ideas. Mm-hmm. So Frances goes to Philadelphia and she lives with the Sill, the Sill family or the Still family, depending on who you ask. Um, mm-hmm. And so the Sills are, again, we it's all about the ladies, but put a pin in William. It's Williams. Are you mm-hmm. like, Williams. Showing up. So William was like the father of the Underground Railroad mm-hmm. and at least 800 enslaved, formerly enslaved refugees made their way through his home. Um, he recorded many of their stories and is one of the foremost authorities that we have on the Underground Railroad because of the records that he kept. Mm-hmm. And Francis lived in his home while he was doing this. So she was right up under. She was right just gem. Oh my right goodness! There. Just straight historian. Yeah, national okay. treasure. And so you know, the Fugitive mm. Slave Act passed, and we haven't talked about wow. that in these three episodes. But a few of the women in Carlton Ebony were especially impacted by the Fugitive Slave Act, um, Francis, because that's kind of what gave rise to. Baltimore, not allowing mm-hmm. her back home. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte, because she was a teenager, and that's mm-hmm. kind of like what what y'all. So your favorite Shiva is um, Sarah G. Stanley. Yeah, Leah, your favorite is Francis. Francis, mine is Charlotte. Yes, mm. and so Charlotte was Charlotte was impacted by the um, fugitive slave law because that was like her first realization that like okay, we live in we live in the north. Mm-hmm. But that's her opening eyes. Yeah. when you mm-hmm. run away and you get here, you're still not safe. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so that was her first, like, mind-blown situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It impacted Frances in the sense that it's what really, like, stirred her passion for the abolitionist movement. Because a man who had run north and who was living free, similar to what happened to Awaken Charlotte Ford and Grimke, was sent back home um, mm-hmm. and sent back into slavery. And Frances was like, I have got to spend the rest of my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm speaking to this issue and speaking yeah. truth to power. Mm-hmm. And she did. Um, the only break she took was when she got married. And it's so funny because she was like going all over the place and she was speaking and teaching and just being, mm-hmm. being, her um, being great, so, being great. And she gets married and she, she goes and she lives on a farm and mm-hmm. she's like milking cows and <laughs> obscurity, sewing. just straight and obscurity. Like, you yeah. Know? Just like I fell in love and she fell yeah. off. Like she had a daughter, <laughs> but then her husband died and she jumped Right back into it. Um, And just spent her entire life. When slavery ended, she was like, cool, that's great. But black people still need rights. And by the way, women should be voting. Um, And so for the rest of her life, was just involved in activism. I know. Yeah, speaking of her activism, like I, Jasmine, when I read this chapter on Frances Harper, I like couldn't even get past the first quote before I just was in pieces. Okay, so if you start a chapter with a quote, and I can't get past the first quote, I get it. I'm undone. I'm done. But she, Francis, goes in on like mm-hmm. the the blessing of womanhood mm-hmm. as a tool for what she's doing in this activism. And so, talk a little bit about her view on that, and just how I mean, it like blessed my socks off, and mm-hmm. I was just so yeah. I just. So, yeah, so give us a little bit of that. So during Francis's time, there is a thing called the cult of true womanhood. Um, and it is this idea of femininity that is based on white, middle to upper class women um, mm-hmm. being 
ornamental, um, being good mothers, being good wives, you know, directing the next generation from their homes. Mm -hmm. And Frances and Mm. feminists like her played off of this idea by saying if women are so important, then they should be involved in Mm -hmm. the public sphere as well. Mm Because if you truly think that women are this moral and this upstanding and this upright, then why wouldn't Mm -hmm. you want their opinions Mm -hmm. in in the social sphere and why wouldn't you want their help in the social sphere and so Frances was one of those women that kind of like used and utilized the cult of true womanhood in order to advance um, her ideas and the truth that she spoke about um, race and justice and uh, I'm going to call I'm calling it feminism she wouldn't have called it feminism Mm -hmm. but you know she would have just called it equal rights (laughs) yeah exactly image of God (laughs) yeah period yeah yeah that is and you know what it's so I think even just the way that she harnessed like this sort of um uh, sinful or maybe destructive structure, mm-hmm. she like used it to expose the hypocrisy yeah. um, and to mm-hmm. press towards truth. And you know who I read who did that also the other day mm-hmm. is Tamar mm-hmm. in the book of Genesis. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, she's drawing off of a deep yeah. um, well from mm-hmm. our spiritual mothers and a practice mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that really does reflect um, just, man, God's heart for, um, proclaiming truth yeah pursuing justice yeah and so yeah yeah i i i love that um through like what god used her for like she was shaped through that right like he used um this rigorous education to prepare her like we mm-hmm. talked about in a previous episode like to prepare her mm-hmm. for being mm-hmm. able to harness the um mm-hmm. this platform in like a really powerful way and words that people that turn people's heads like even confederate white men right yeah yeah yep. yeah right absolutely Ladies, if you're enjoying the ministry and content of The Urban Christian Woman, would you take a minute to write a review and give us a rating on iTunes? Our goal is to get truth into the hands of urban women. You can help us by leaving even a one-sentence review and some stars. This simple act will help increase our visibility for more women to find this podcast and resources to help equip them in their everyday lives. So girl, what you waiting for? Just go ahead and do it right now. And if you haven't yet, join our community on social media. You can find us on Instagram at The Urban Christian Woman, Facebook, The Urban Christian Woman, and on our website, which is theurbanchristianwoman.com. Talk about like what um, this this uh, this moment where she uses the the work, this this fictional work, to speak to the cultural moment that she was in. So Iola Leroy was one of the first novels published by a black woman. And I didn't know what to expect when I read it. Um, so mm-hmm. I I wouldn't call myself an Anglophile. Um, a Jane Austen is okay. I know. Don't hurt me. It's, <laughs> I forgive you. It's okay. You know, it's Emma is gr- great. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. Okay. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> prejudice is overrated. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Oh, so now you just made an enemy. <laughs> 
I am a Bronte stan. That's fine. That's fine. We Austin forgive you. Austin just isn't like dark and twisted enough for me. Like, I, where's the dysfunction? Okay. Honestly, like, I, I, I need the fluff. I need the feel good. That's what I'm here no, for. Man, I'm here for I that. Need, like, I'm here for the you laughs. Need the rawness, Jasmine. You need My all the rawness. Proposed to me with Wuthering Heights, and people were like, "That's sweet, but creepy." <laughs> like, what? Like, why would you like? Because if if. Mm-hmm. I die before him. I will haunt him. And <laughs> him. It's like, I, like that's the kind of energy that I I'm gonna show that's up. What I yeah. need, yeah. like Rochester and Jane. Like, there's a string that connects my heart mm-hmm. to your heart, and if you yeah. go too far, it'll snap, and I will bleed to death. <laughs> to death. Okay. Right, like that. Like I, like oh that's God. what I. I, I am undone. Yeah. Right. If Jane is just like you know we're friends. Like if mm. I loved you less, I could talk about it more. I'm like no, no, talk about it. <laughs> talk about it. Let <laughs> them know, girl. Right. So you know, I'm very, I'm invested. Right. I'm invested yeah. in the Austin DeBronte. I'm, I'm invested. Okay. And okay. We'll so, duke it out later. So y'all, y'all then, can duke it out later. You were. Here comes, here comes Francis. Here comes Francis. Here comes Francis. With this work that's like of a similar period yeah. about Iola Leroy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Brontes are over there writing love stories that are just like, you know, strumming the strings of my dysfunctional heart. Mm-hmm. Jane Austen's over there giving social commentary that's like entertaining and witty and bright. Mm-hmm. And Francis is like, cool. So I'm going to talk about slavery. <laughs> And I'm 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 gonna just yeah I'm gonna give my own little social commentary mm-hmm. and it is so good like it, it I, so I don't know what I thought I was gonna be yeah. reading because uh-huh. you're always afraid right because you you have as a black woman I have this internal monologue that's like our classics are like not as good right mm-hmm. like it's like they're the main mm-hmm. people and then you sprinkle us in and mm-hmm. like you know but but you you really need the others but Iola Roy is like a standalone yeah it stands work alone. of mm-hmm. brilliance and mm-hmm. just like the conversations that her characters have the fact that they speak in dialect it, before mm-hmm. um Dorno Hurston Mm. was born it's, 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 she it's was doing it. it's mm-hmm. so good she was doing it mm. yeah and it's the story of a white passing woman and exposes mm-hmm. the hypocrisy of the whole um era yeah the whole mentality yeah. in america at the time yeah particularly yeah. like right post-civil war and civil war yeah and um mm-hmm. yeah it just it, highlighting i i just love how she highlights uh, she brings out not only the hypocrisy of the nation, but also of the Christianity of the nation. Mm. Oh, over and over Talk again. about that. Yeah, she does. Her characters are, you know, just completely have these conversations about Christianity and mm-hmm. how, like, one of the one of the men in the story is like, I think that these white people are going to be as, as sparse in heaven as hen's teeth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Ish. Oops. laughs> like, it's just, I... You know, or yeah. even like, even when Iola Leroy, like a white doctor sees her and is like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that a woman mm-hmm. yeah. is being reduced to this kind of, and, and uh, the other characters are like, oh, cause she's, cause she looks white. Mm-hmm. You can't believe a woman or you can believe a woman who looks white. white. Yeah. I, yeah. Because here's all these other women. Who mm-hmm. have been right. There's like a lot of other women who also were experiencing the exact yeah. same thing and worse. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, she mm-hmm. just, she really does a fantastic job of exposing hypocrisy in a way that is not, um, and she could have been angry, right? 
right that's totally every right fine. to that's yeah. totally mm-hmm. valid um mm-hmm. but she does it so deftly like and with such self-control and such like emotional intelligence it's mm-hmm. brilliant it's bril- i was mm-hmm. an english major um but i'm not a big like a literary analysis part i should have been a history major um my dad wanted me to be a history major and and i um have only rebelled like two times in my life so i was just <laughs> that, like, was, oh, that was one english that was major Mm. That was one of them. So that mm-hmm. lets you know the kind of person I am. Like that was my. <laughs> I'm gonna go to college to be an English major. And see that eight <laughs> was that eight was popping up in, in little moments. Oh, you're little gonna moment. tell me what to do? <laughs> English. Yes. Um, so, but I just think like mm-hmm. the analysis mm-hmm. of that work would just be. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think even just how like. It, like her like you said like it's it is actually a masterpiece like her skill shines through mm-hmm. and for like book nerds like myself mm-hmm. you know we needed that this past summer i read through all 10 of mildred taylor's books in the roll of thunder hear my cry uh series saga yes. i read through the whole entire saga and I mean, just thinking about how like that in and of itself was a work of excellence. It was like a masterpiece mm-hmm. and uh, there was social commentary in that as well. Yeah. And it's almost like when I, well, like when it, I was uh-huh. in whatever, like elementary school, whenever I introduced myself to that, like I thought that that was the first and foremost of some of these like masterpieces. Mm-hmm. 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 Lo and behold, yeah. there's Isla Leroy. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, Iola Leroy. And I'll tell you this, is that I, I, I think that no Black literature piece will not have social commentary because That's it's, right. it's a part of what we have experienced as a people, you know? And so it does not, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll always have an experience mm-hmm. of that in some sort as a, yeah going to an HBCU as an English major, that's exactly what I thought. I was like, it's, it's, social commentary is in every writing. You're not going, it's not going to be left out. It's a part of, it has to be exposed. And let me tell you, when that's I went it. to- It's a part of my life. When I went to the, um, the DC Museum of African-American Heritage and History, mm-hmm. and I saw her quote in the, in the room with the, with the waterfall. Yeah. I wept, fam. You wept? Y'all see her words on the wall? I wept. But also, Jasmine, it was because I had been exposed to who she was mm. in, in your writing. And so it was like, I've been exposed to someone that I so connected yes. with. And now I'm seeing it in this context that was such a uh, emotional sensory experience which I mean, I sort of have to give a plug for right now because Jasmine, you and I do not know the young lady's name. I don't want to mispronounce it, but you all have a challenge for this year. Um, This is just like a quick plug about all black reads. Like throw that in real quick. If you have a quick second, you can plug it, girl. Yeah, I'm gonna let you plug it. But I was like, I'm, I'm, I've always been here for this. It, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. So. Yeah, which, so the, um, the name of the challenge definitely came from Sharia, because um, Issa Rae was on the red carpet one time, and they were like, who are you, who, who are you rooting for? Like, who do you think you're going to choose? Like, I'm oh, rooting for everybody, everybody black. black. 
And all of us were like, yes. yes. And so Sharia taught with, uh, has a book, like a bookstagram, and she talks about reading everybody black. And I was like, we should do a challenge for the new year because I love a reading challenge. Mm-hmm. And so it's 24 mm-hmm. categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just we're trying to read black books in every category. Biography, mm-hmm. memoir, young adult, romance, black boy joy, black girl magic. Like, so mm-hmm. And so it's it's really cool. So Iola Leroy would be really good for mm-hmm. um, a classic. Like a, there's, we have a black woman classic category. Um mm-hmm. We have, mm. yeah, we just have a couple categories that would fit really well into, so. Mm. Sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet. So check that out on Jasmine's um, feed. I think she has it mm-hmm. posted mm-hmm. somewhere, so. Yeah, and I yeah. talk about it every day in my, it's, what is it, January 13th, and I've read five books this year, so. And they've all been a part of that challenge. Yes. Lovely. Lovely. Because I'm procrastinating. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. Lovely. Um, So, yeah. So bringing, I mean, sort of looping back around to the life and the story of Frances, where did you, you know, we talked about kind of this thread of where her story ends, yours begins. So where Mm -hmm. did you see her in, uh, where did you see yourself in her story? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also like the, the, um, how did you see, really like God using her to Mm -hmm. encourage you to spur you on. Mm -hmm. Um, So Francis is just who I want to be. Mm. I, that's just the only Period. way that I know how to say it. Like, it's just, I, mm. I, I love, like, I love to write fiction. I love to write nonfiction. I love to, like, just every, like, just everything that she did, she did so excellently. Mm-hmm. And I just, don't, that's, I, please. <laughs> and she does, and she did, like, she pursued excellence in every season. Yeah. Right? Like, you mentioned, yeah. Jasmine, how there was yeah. a time where she was behind the podium, and then there was mm-hmm. a time where she was in the home, and there was a time mm-hmm. where she was mothering. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time, you know, a season where she's widowed and, and things turn around and she's back in the podium. Yep. And, like, it was like she was pursuing her God given purpose, regardless of the season of life. Mm-hmm. regardless of her role of life, right? And so, I mean, I feel like I saw that. Did you see that as well? Like, where she's just, yeah. she's just sort of like, I'm mm-hmm. on a mission wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And there, there was, there's such a sense of, like, um, self-assuredness and mm-hmm. boldness and bravery with her. Um, mm-hmm. Just being born in Baltimore. And after the Civil War, she spent a lot of time down South just traveling, teaching, mm-hmm. looking, learning and um for a woman who did not learn who did not want to order for herself at restaurants until she was in her 20s um going down south during reconstruction and like incredible Mm, yeah it's incredible so like to watch to watch her to learn from her and to see Mm -hmm. um just her she knew she understood the times um Mm -hmm. dr ellis Carl Ellis often says um, that he wants to teach people to be like the men of Issachar who understand the times and know what they should do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that was Francis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yes. I'm rooting for everyone carved in ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Same. For sure. For sure. So good. Yeah. What would you, if there's one thing that you would, of course, encourage women to take away from her story or to really propel their faith, their lives as women, um, knowing what the times are, what would you say? Because she, to me, Frances is the, she's like the 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 package, the whole package. You know, you'd be like, yes. I want that package. Mm-hmm. She's the package. It's her. You know? It's her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I, the main thing that I would encourage them to do is to go read her poem, um, Bible Defense of Slavery, mm. because I think everything that I love about Frances is captured in that poem. Mm-hmm. Um, she is facing head on the hypocrisy of the time. Um, she's doing it in verse, mm-hmm. right? She's doing it beautifully, creatively, winsomely, beautifully. creatively. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like doggedly and unapologetically mm-hmm. and just when you think about womanhood and the mm-hmm. era and the expectations that are placed on women, the fact that she was able to do both and do it all, still be a mm-hmm. feminine mm-hmm. woman who was not going to mm-hmm. offend the crowds that were listening to her, you know, mm-hmm. by being quote unquote too masculine, mm-hmm. um, but still being able to say the stuff that needed to be said. Mm-hmm. Um, Bible defense of slavery is like the, my te- just go read it and then you'll understand. Yes. Yeah. Done. Assignment yeah. received yeah. from the teacher in the house. <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, it's it's interesting that you're saying that because right now, I think in the current culture and the tide, it, there is this sort of pool of like, you can't do that. You can't be winsome. Mm-hmm. You you have to be masculine and just dog it with right. it. Right. But but Frances is a she was like is an example to God follow. To be. Yeah, she mm. was fully and unapologetically who God made her to be. And God is a masterful creator, and so He mm. creates mm-hmm. in complexity. And as we live in that complexity, like we get to bear His image. Mm-hmm. So that is so great, Jasmine. Yeah. We are so thankful for just the opportunity for you to jump on with us and join us and be the Shiro's yes. Shiro. Yes. <laughs> so fun. Yes. We um got so much just positive feedback from the last se- from the last season's mm-hmm. series of Shiro's. And so mm-hmm. we were excited to do a, a reiteration and a new spin. Um, yeah. And so thank you for provide. Thank you for your work, like yes. researching these women, mm-hmm. bringing them to light, putting yeah. it together so beautifully yeah. and so well written. We're just yeah. so thankful. And our hope, I have already uh, pre-ordered the young readers edition for my daughter. Yes. And my hope is that we can do a mother-daughter um, mm-hmm. book club over the summer with mothers and their daughters and have conversations collectively mm-hmm. around this. That's my hope. Yeah. So We have willing. a little bit of time left, so I want you to tell us what's next for you, Jasmine. What can yes. we look forward to? Mm-hmm. Um, and what are you looking forward to sharing with us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a book coming out um, hopefully in October. I'm, I'm not finished writing it yet. Hopefully it comes out in October. One day Um, at a time. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, It is a book about shame and um, the gospel, what the Bible has to say about shame and and how how we can live in light of the fact that Christ has put an end to shame. so yeah, so that's that's the next thing. And yeah. then um, I have a couple of book proposals. Irons in the fire. We'll see what happens. I want to keep writing history. I want to keep um, telling stories. I want to write about some menfolk, you know? Mm-hmm. And she, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I love it. I well, love me, it. Yeah, let me pray for us. Yeah. Thanks. 
Father, thank you so much for um, giving us the gift of these stories. Thank you that you are the ultimate and most creative storyteller. Yes. And you invite us into that um, through the lives of these women and through the work um, that Jasmine has done to bring them to light. And so we thank you. Um, just use them to teach us, to encourage us, to instruct us, to spur us on, and to show us exactly how masterful you are when you created um, your image carved in ebony. And so we thank you. Uh, we pray um, that these words would be a blessing to all of our listeners and to, and that we as a community would be uh, encouraged and lifted up by this work. Mm-hmm. Thank you in Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. 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 Have a blessed Amen. day, ladies. <laughs>